Welcome to our backyard. This is the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We are two friends having a discussion after everyone else has passed out or gone to bed. Grab a drink and listen as we discuss everything from automation, space exploration, and why the meaning of life is 42. Separating the art from the artist. It's a phrase we've heard probably most of our lives. Can we? Should we? Today we're going to talk about that, the pros and cons of each, where's the line, how it affects society. Before you get too far into that, Mike, how are you doing? What are you drinking? I am drinking some vodka, and I'm doing pretty good, and this is going to be an interesting conversation. Nick, how about yourself? How are you doing? What are you drinking? I am doing great. I'm drinking a Bud Light because, let's be honest, when you want to talk about art, you want to hear it from someone who's drinking a domestic beer. I was really hoping you'd say PBR because then we can say, hey, it's got a ribbon. It's a good piece of art. Nah, I'm, I'm not really a PBR fan, more Bud Light or Coors, Keystone, really. But um, so art. So there's a separating the art from the artist. Now, we all know mostly when people are saying that's because they like a work of art. And I guess so. The before we get too far into it, I want to say we're I don't have anything pre conceived about this because i've been debating it back and forth for days now my pre before we get into the discussion what i believe is you can separate the art from the artist up to a point i don't know mike what do you what's your opinion on separating the art from the artist before we get into this this is a gray area for me i think for the most part you can but so some artists are so intertwined with their art that their art defines them like uh it's the art is more saying about the artist than the artist saying something about the art, I guess, in my mind. So I would say 80% of the time, the art and artist can be separated, I think. And maybe 20% that it's just they're so intertwined, you can't. I don't, I, I, this is gonna be a difficult one of uh, boundaries, Nick, because art is in the eye of the beholder. Now, that's true. And it's definitely, and it gets pretty artsy you know, as I've listened to this discussion, because most people, some people even say, well, once the art has been created, the artist doesn't matter because then the art becomes whatever you see and it's a new piece of art and it includes all the information you know maybe about the artist or about what's going on. So for example, if you read a book about the plague in 2019, that work of art, a book, work of art is going to be different if you read it in 2020 or 2021 right going through covid because your lens has shifted and you're looking at it from a new angle yes um i would also say sometimes the artist stands with more time than the his artwork or her artwork so i think that also adds in a mix like uh mine that just pops in the head is elvis presley I think more people know who Elvis Presley is rather than the art Elvis Presley created. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that. I'd say it's the same with a lot of uh, like movie stars. Like you know them maybe more so than what movies they're in. If you don't watch that kind of movie, you know, you might never know who a certain movie star is, but you know of them through, you know, ads or. Oh, that's what's his name from, you know. Yeah, and so then it changes. How you, how you view that work of art, right? So like, look at what's his name, Woody Allen. He did bad. He he married his like adopted. It's fucked up. He, he basically is dating a high schooler. Um, and uh, 
now people can't really enjoy his Woody Allen's movies as much, or pretty much any name generic celebrity who got canceled recently, and now people can't enjoy their movies. And that's when people say, well, you just have to separate the art from the artist. But sometimes, I mean, most times, right, art has a message that it's sending out. And so look for, look at, again, Woody Allen. This is where I was going originally. A lot of his movies happen to be about an older man dating a younger person, as if he's trying to send out the this is okay message. Trying to brainwash the public. And so I don't, I don't, like you said, how there's limits, Mike, something like that. It's like, okay, we're past the limit of where we can separate the art from the artist. This is just weird. One, I think, is kind of goes along with it, but you can separate the artist and artist is Michael Jackson. I mean, I like some of Michael Jackson's songs, like ABC, uh, Rock and Robin, Thriller, but he was also a pedophile. But some first, I, I don't know if it's just culture, uh, but it doesn't seem to bother us as much. Like, we're able to separate, this is just his music, this is not him and i don't and i i don't know how society or people decipher that so i had that same question because look at um michael jackson probably the best example but also bill cosby all of their works are pretty beloved and so so the something somebody said i can't remember who it was it's it's a famous person from a while ago so hope that narrows it down is that true art will transcend culture basically saying if it's really art, like if it's really a work of art, it doesn't really matter what the artist did or what time period it's being viewed in. It will still be relevant. Withstand the test of time. I I agree kind of that with that statement. And I do agree with that statement. But then you get into the moral quandary of are we sending a message of if you're if what you're doing is really good, we really don't give a shit about like what you do and it's OK to do whatever. I mean, we kind of do that with rich people. If you're rich enough, you can kind of do whatever. But I see what you're saying. And again, I want to go back to the art is the eye of the beholder. Because to me, art is supposed to be something that makes you feel, inspire, capture, or tell a story. It can come in different forms, music, art, books, uh, songs, et cetera, et cetera, paintings, drawings, even photographs. But... I'll be honest with you, Nick. As artists go, I can, I'm talking like traditional painting artists. I can only name a handful. Now, if I saw their works, I can recognize their works. But I'm thinking like Van Gogh, who suffered serious mental illness. I don't really put that in his artwork. I just kind of enjoy his artwork. I don't really know much about the painter. It almost seems like if art with, doesn't have an author signed to it, it's more free to cross certain boundaries, so to speak. And I agree, and I have two points to that. So one, look at like um, all the really old statues in Europe. The they're all beautiful. I mean, there we go look at them, and a lot not just the the famous ones, but just all of these really old artwork. Some of those could have been made by terrible people, and we have no idea. Oh yeah, it wasn't. Raphael, the Pope's artist, like banging a bunch of like chicks or guys or something like that. I mean, probably. Yeah, yeah. But we can enjoy that art because we're disconnected from the artist. And then if you're if your argument is we, you know, you can't enjoy art without knowing the artist, we're enjoying this past art without knowing the artist. And 
But if we're only going to enjoy works of art from people who we know are morally upstanding, how can, can how can we verify that these ancient works of art are morally upstanding? Or is it like copyright laws where it goes away after a certain amount of time? Well, also, I think it's context of the time period. I mean, how many times like in a movie, like, I can't believe how groundbreaking this is. And then like a few years later, that's Common Mill. Like back then, people were killing each other. War was consistent, death, plague, rape, et cetera, et cetera. So because we're out of time, out of context, that changes something. Like an artist like 15, 20 years ago does something uh, creative, something so unique and everyone loves it. And not thinking an example at the moment and then 20 years later they get caught doing something bad we usually just don't forget about that artwork like we still like that artwork like i i don't quite under understand like um ernest hemingway right great uh, author wrote a bunch of books but would tend to get drunk and beat his wife he's still considered like one of the greatest authors of all time at least american authors but yet he was a wife beater so i can we just separate his books from his personal life can we can we separate someone's project creation from their entire life spectrum because what let's say a book takes someone five years to write could we really judge one thing that took five years to write off a person's like 80 year life year span that that proportion doesn't seem right to me but then someone would say but it, it did a lifetime of damage to someone else right you see what i'm saying yeah i'm thinking of honestly i don't know why this came to mind but Adolf Hitler and his paintings. I, I I don't want honestly. I don't think I've ever seen it in Hitler's paintings, but he created something like that. But if you just erase the name, would people hate it as much, or people be as against it as much? Is it just if if I made a beautiful painting of a skyline and someone else, let's say Genghis Khan, a terrible person in history, wrote painted a beautiful flying skyline, and I just erase it and just told it didn't tell you who wrote, drew or painted what and you said and i said choose the most beautiful one and then uh, that removes the context of the person so if it's able that simple like you still like it but you just change the title or change the author and all of a sudden you hate it that doesn't make sense in my mind of why you should like or not like art or where art crosses the line yeah i completely agree and but it's living your your normal life you know in school we learn about different artists and we do and just through your day you learn about i mean just on the radio you hear someone talking about whatever the fuck i don't know some like drake or kanye is doing it's like you can't for i mean at least the artists who live in our time it's pretty hard to separate the art from the artist because what do we do when we like something we want to go find more out find out more about it so if i see someone whose art i like I'll follow their Instagram page and then I'll listen to them when they go on a podcast and it's like, and they become part of that art and it's hard to disengage from that. But I believe, I, I get what you're saying that, and this this is my terrible solution to this problem is, obviously it won't work with all art forms, is remove the uh, title, remove the name from the art, right? And then the art can be judged solely for the art. Uh, it depends, I think, on the artwork because that, I like uh, what's the guy who uh, destroyed one of his own paintings in an art thing and went through the paper shredder? As probably the same guy who sold a like a million dollar banana tape to a wall. No, he he. I actually like this guy's artwork. Can't remember what he says. He's an artist that he doesn't want to get known. He just has a 
uh, a pen name, so to speak. But I want to bring back that Drake thing you said, because I thought this was really interesting. Because when you said Drake, and then you, you want to know their name, their personal life, I was also going back to Mozart. I mean, people heard the name and would flood to it. He was a celebrity in his time that, you know, gossip news, trying to figure out what happened, etc., etc. I think it just depends on the art form. Like, how many books do you read and you remember all the authors? You still enjoy that book, but like musicians, I think it's different type of art form. So they're, and it's more intertwined with the artists. Now, and I'm, when I say artist, that doesn't mean just solo name. It could be a band name, some name title attached to it. I, I think paintings, music, books, movies, they all differ on how much the artist is in their art. I'm not saying that they don't put their full alt, full alt in. But their amount per speed by the public is different. Like when you see a painting in a museum, you don't see the painter painting it. But if you see a musician play, you see him play in front of you. That's very different in my mind. Like it's almost like acting. Like you have to act in, as a musician to like your emotions, your voice, your choreography. Compared to an artist, you're like, oh, well, he's painting those little trees, little happy tree, happy cloud right there. It's a, it's a different type of art style. I completely agree. Like, I, I completely get what you're saying. And then my, my follow-up question is, because this kind of brings it back to, have you ever been with someone who, like, knew someone who was worked on a movie somehow, or maybe they worked in a movie, and you finish a movie, and they're like, you have to watch the credits. It's important to recognize everyone who was involved in this. And it's like, calm down, dude. Like, how many times have you eaten a fucking apple and not been like, wait, who grew this? Like, I had to go, I only, I only like apples from whatever Johnson Farms. How many, like, pe how many people have ever thanked a chef? I, I agree. Like, and that's my other point is we separate, maybe we don't call it art, but we separate producers from the product all the time. We consume a lot of products that are made in not good conditions, pretty much anything from China. But we, in our minds, maybe it's, we do it because we want to, don't want to think about it, but somehow we're able to separate the producer from the product. And I think that, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that you, you can't, right? Like you talked about music, you can see a musician playing. You can, you know, like an actor. I mean, how many times have you seen a movie or a trailer and you've pretty much known what the movie's going to be like because it's got a certain actor in it? I'm thinking of, what's his name, Michael Bay, Explosions. Yeah, pretty much any any Vin Diesel movie. <laughs> it's gonna say family at least thirteen times. Uh, yeah, I there's definitely well, but then again, you get actors like Tom Hardy that can are chameleons. I I it's very dependent on the artist. Like example, going back to comedians, like we have great comedians like Bill Burr, and we and then a lot of people who liked Bill Cosby comedy until they figured out that he was a rapist. It's uh. It's a really difficult gray line of trying. Yeah, it's really hard. I, so I kind of want to throw this question at you because I don't know how I feel about it. It's awful, terrible, but there are serial killers in the world that sometimes think that their killing and how they manipulate and mutilate the body is their art. Is is that art? Because well, if art's in the eye of the beholder, no, <laughs> right? But I mean, like everything. And that's the thing. I mean, people say it about, um, like, I do a lot of 
uh, broadcast burning for work, you know, burning slash and fuels to reduce your fire. And people say, I hear a lot, oh, it's it's more of an art form than a science. And that's because there's just so many variables. But when you watch someone who's really good, it it is like watching uh, a work of art. And obviously not me, way too young, but you, cause you can, they're doing things, but you also have to have so much background to, to know what they're doing it and when, why they're doing it and when they're doing it. And so like a normal person's not going to know the difference between my burn and someone who's really good's burn. And so it's, it is subjective, but. Well, that to me just thinks of an artist artist. Like you ever heard like songwriters or painters or writers just go like his material is amazing, even though it's a not famous or an unknown kind of person from the general public it's almost like only the artists who know the crap can only appreciate the actual art yeah i guess that makes a lot of sense i see what you're saying but i guess the point i was trying to make is that not everyone i mean like once again art's subjective right so obviously i mean someone who kills someone even if they think it's art not good you know a, a murderer serial killer that's not that's not uh, what you want. That's not the art we're talking about. Um, but what about but animals? That's the hard animals? part is how do you, that's the thing is like, where do you draw the line? The, the reasons why I say animals and many listening might just go, well, no, of course not. Well, we think like ancient pagans doing sacrificial rituals were artistic and stuff like that. So is it just because it's modern era? Yeah. Well, and that's another question I had about art. And like we said, that quote I liked that art will transcend the culture but are we looking through the the lens of history at this art or we're looking at through modern times as well as art represents the culture it comes from so are we canceling the culture that made the artist right so like if how many great artists and writers came out of soviet russia and ran she saw what was came in, coming came to america to escape you know communism that hardship led to her artwork. I mean, there is a saying, you suffer for your art for a reason. But I guess the, the point I was making is that, de- I mean, I definitely agree with you, but is it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, well, it just represents society, right? But is is the art you're talking about, like, spawned because of something fucked up in the culture and that it's more of a reflection on the culture than it is on, like, whatever it actually is? I mean, I don't, I don't think that's what's going on, but... I think it's you you have to judge art in the the lens through its time right so talking about pagan sacrifice yeah I mean I'm sure that was artistic to those people right I mean I'm sure it wasn't just slish slash taking a pig is dead (laughs) (laughs) you know I'm sure there was a ceremony and a all of that and you know as as long as you weren't you know looking through the lens like oh, that's a, that's a, abhorrent, how could they do that? And being like, this is kind of cool, I get to see this. I'm sure it would have been cool if you had an open mind. Yeah, yeah. But going back to that time context thing of, is art nature or nurture? Uh, th- this is years ago, so I might be misquoting here, but I remember watching an art documentary. I know, I'm weird. Uh, I don't like modern art, so I was trying to understand why it's so expensive. And a what's it what's the artist person that collects it all uh that the the one that runs it the the one who facilitates it for museums a curator curator thank you a curator says the reason why this piece of artwork which to me looks like trash 
says it's important because it dictates this decade and this dictates this decade. So these arts were representing time periods, which though I did not like the art, I could see where he's coming from. Because I think we can all think of the stereotype with modern art of or postmodern art or whatever its proper term is called is. It's like a bunch of trash piled up in a corner and that's art. And I have no idea how that's It's the, uh, the always sunny. <laughs> they go into the art. This is trash. Like, f- this is garbage. I love what this. What was the guy's name? Oh, God. I don't remember. That's a vacuum cleaner. I love it. It's gaudy. It's, oh, that, oh, that was a, that was a great episode. But, and he's like, he, he goes up to the, the dehumidifier or the fan. He's like, this is, this is the best. So like, I love what it says about, you know, uh, I can't remember. I would, off the top of my head, the quote, but I want to say global warming or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the the most famous example to me is that stupid banana taped to a wall by that guy who sold for fucking millions of dollars. For me, it's the more money than fucking, we'll ever see in our life. It's the fucking blank canvas, the black dot in the middle, and the red square, and those sold for multi million dollars. And I'm like, how? And that's. And it's because part of the art is attached to the person. And I, I don't get it. And I never will get it. Like you said, I, I just don't get modern art. I don't understand the sums of money that it sells for. It's, it's, it's literally just trash. <laughs> but Hey, if he wants to spend the money, he wants to spend the money. But I do have a, a question for you. This is kind of a little bit off left field. But, you know, musicians didn't used to make it big unless, you know, a station or radio ticket. Now there's independent artists kazoo i wonder if art is the same thing or if art is not in the art world presented in a light i mean leonardo da vinci's drawings weren't shown and his notebooks weren't shown to the world until bill gates bought them if they are all if they are brought to popular light by people who have the money and and want to facilitate it by posting on the news and 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 showing it off is that the art we enjoy because we're simply familiar with it? Because like, uh, if it's an unknown artist, but I really like the artwork, but the unknown artist was kind of an asshole, I can separate it a lot easier compared to if it's brought to the limelight, much like how musicians used to be, only if, if they only made it, if they got like a, a record deal. I wonder if art's the same thing. Like if your art sells for X, Y, Z because of this person decides it's worth this much, is now your artwork the more attractive art? And then it's also more now more tied into you because you're more famous. I wonder. I wonder if fame is the catalyst that's, that combines the artist and artist. Well, I think so, right? So, like you use the example of uh, Mozart. He in that time you had to like move up in the music world, right? So when he was just a lowly, you know, beginner, I guess you'd call it. He just did he just did stupid fucking jingles and he got paid for making stupid jingles. Some of those jingles are super famous now because of who he is. You know, it's like in a hundred years from now, we're talking about eight, seven, seven cars for kids. I mean, it's the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's almost also, I want to say like one piece of their art gets discovered and then all the rest get elevated from that status. Like, when I saved Van Gogh earlier, everyone was probably thinking of Starry Night. Well, he did a lot more paintings than that. And I, and now it's just because of the Van Gogh, you're, when you see that artwork, now you're thinking of Van Gogh, not the actual piece, not what the piece is saying to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. 
What about authors? Like, I, I, I'm trying to figure out if art can go too far. I think we established with human sacrificing and that is kind of our definitely upper limit. When When is art not art, I guess, is my question. Well, I think, like, um, once, I mean, once it's, it's uh, been consumed, like we said, it, it's whatever you think it is. And so I think, like, let's look at books and movies recently. After, like, 2018, or that's way too early, like, re- sometime, let's make it timeless, sometime recently, post-2020-ish, a lot of um, people who directed TV shows or books would basically come out and say that, like, their character, like, a certain character was supposed to be gay or bi or something. And some people are like, that's awesome. Some people are like, mm, I don't like that, how it adds to the story, so it's just, I'm not doing it. So, base, I think once it's, once someone likes it enough, then it's, like, their own. And there's, there's no way to, to change it. Even if the actual person who created the piece of art you're talking, you're thinking about, says this is what it's supposed to be it's like it's either you're you've made your decision once you've consumed it and so i think once you consume that product you've either made that decision it's art or not i i agree with that statement once you release art into the public it's no longer just the artists yeah it's like the south park with the poop that took a pee book right (laughs) god a lot of callbacks this episode and while we're on the the callback train for those of you who were struggling as much as I am to remember who uh, the character was in Always Sunny. It's Ango Goblogian was the fake art collector. So Good to know, good to know. Yep, not Dr. Mantis Toboggan. That's who I was thinking of. Different different uh, person. But, and, and that's, so that's an interesting question, you know, talking about, you know, I guess creators changing something after the fact. But what about, before the fact right like does the intention matter like like going back to the poop that took a pee as one naturally does (laughs) as one naturally does we're just talking about a bunch of kids being idiots but then people took it to mean all sorts of things depending on you know the way they viewed the world so does the intention of the art actually matter and another more realistic example of is every like anti-war song that's now become like synonymous with war yeah like um fortunate son and uh war pigs like pretty much any any anti-war song is also is you can't break it away from that right uh yeah no you're completely right uh sorry you can cut this but what was your first question i you got you got me i started singing war pig in my head uh basically does the intention of the art matter i think it does it might not stay that way, but I think it does. If someone came with a almost a slander piece, whether it's writing a article, because that's, I guess, in some form of uh, art, or making a painting, making fun of, like, of someone, a political comment, a, uh, I don't know, uh, some Renaissance artist painting a king or queen to look ugly, that has a statement because their intent was cruel. And that could show off in the art. Now, it might change over time to be comedic or some other value. But it definitely starts the art on its pathway, so to speak, of how it's going to be interpreted. Like, if I if I write a song and I'm pissed off, I'm most likely going to sound pissed off on the mic. If I write a song and I'm happy, I'm probably going to sound more sound, 
happy on the mic. It's, I think, harder to fake art and harder to hide your emotions in it. I think so. I mean, I, I agree that you're probably emotions come out through art, but I guess it's just, it's like use it like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example of something that you have the intention of doing something. So like, oh fuck, what is it? I'm going to be generic because I can't remember exactly what the book was, but someone wrote like a pro, let's say I'm going to make up an issue because I can't, I don't want to get it wrong. Like a pro global warming book. But once you read it, it's actually like pro, I don't know, something else like abortion or something. And it's and then it becomes this whole abortion issue when really the intention of the book was to talk about global warming the whole time. I feel like that's every book we read in English class where I feel like the author was just writing a story and we were forced to separate it and dissect it to things that the author had no intention of doing. Yeah. So every Virginia Woolf novel. Oh, don't. Uh, is that can we can she be our Voldemort we just don't say that name on this podcast yeah that's completely fine yeah she's just etched into my memory forever and I will never be able to unread the words I've read I would rather have to relive my English class where I got uh, in trouble because I didn't see the same symbolism as my teacher than reread Virginia Woolf yeah for a place of education Nick uh, they really uh, stump uh artistic and different ideas that's for sure i just like it's yeah it's just i don't see any art in virginia wolf but people fucking love her and i just i don't get it i don't get the symbolism i don't even like it's not even a good entertaining story to each each it's just like a a sad woman's diary i don't know whatever anyway well (laughs) this is (laughs) we might have to cut this but i mean one can make that argument about anne frank but that tells an important part of history. As, and is, Virginia, like, is Virginia Woolf going to tell our history? No, because no one, like the history of who? Sad people living in lighthouses? Like, this is fucking stupid. Well, yeah. No one okay. wants to know about that. But to play devil's advocate, I could, because I had to do it so many goddamn type times in English class, the lighthouse could represent something else, like her last beacon of hope for the world or something, yada, yada, yada. That's a, it's a stretch. I don't see it. But again, that's just different people have different artistic tastes. Hot take, but I think the Virginia Woolf novels is a less entertaining version of the poop that took a pee. I actually would rather read the poop that took a pee. I No, I'm agreeing with you, Nick. I'm just being devil's advocate just to... No, I get you. I mean, yeah, but that's the thing is... Apparently it is because society has kept it around. Now, by society, do I mean English teachers or the general public? That one I can't answer. That's a really good question. Because, again, I think it comes back to the movies and uh, producers for music where they kind of get to choose who's mainstream and who's not mainstream. Yeah, I, I agree. And this is the other—we may have to cut this. We'll, I'm going to say it, and then you tell me if we can say it or not. Would Virginia Woolf's novels have been as— a piece of history if she wasn't a lesbian and we still can't like confirm that she was it's just like kind of implied no you can keep that in um to answer that i would think yeah i think that's part of the artist showing through the pages like her her personal life is more interesting than her artwork but because that's what she did that is now enthralled with her if that makes sense no i think that's an excellent way of of putting it is that we're interested in 
you know, X group at X point in history. And we can't talk to that X group, but we can, some member of that society who was in that group at that time created this. So we can try and infer how that group felt at this point in society by reading this book. And I think that's the real lesson that we're trying to grasp. Uh, I, that no, it's, I agree with I that. I don't know if, but, and then that's, and that's a question of, is this art or is this something for an anthropologist to study, right? That it, I mean, art historians are an actual thing. So maybe a little column A, a little column B. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree. Out of kind of left field, Nick, I got another question for you. I've always been, at least in my mind, as a free individual for the time being, of there are no limitations for art. Yes, we said that a person's manipulating a body and stuff like that is not art, but it might be for crazy people, art and the eye beholder, ancient history, sending heads over, but I like walls, that's like war is an art form in itself. When I don't... To me, no words, saying, songs, books should ever be off limit to create. I think for me is a separation between artists and artists is when it comes off the canvas or comes off the the mouth and it becomes more physical in the world than just a piece of work. So, so what I mean is like, um, I don't know, somewhat like... A, I don't know, Kirk Cobain comes to my mind, singing depressing songs and stuff like that. And, you know, you know, songs about suicide, et cetera, et cetera. And all of a sudden does it. That's a separation that brought the artwork and the artist intertwined. Um, though probably Kirk Cobain probably didn't kill himself. But I think when it gets more entertained, intertangled is when the art comes off the page in a lack of better terms. When like an author so, writes a book and all of a sudden shoots a bunch of people or the author does what the actions they say in the book, then it becomes difficult. So it's just like the same rules for hate speech, right? Like you can say whatever you want until you uh, have a, a call to action. So yeah. you can say terrible things, but until you try and get people to do those things, then it's fine until that point. Uh, yeah, for those who don't know in America... Uh, we don't have any hate speech laws. The only things we have are you can't do public endangerment, which is like yelling fire in a movie theater, can't call for physical harm of individual, and can't uh, dox someone. So you can't give out someone's personal information of house and credit cards and stuff like that. But everything else, there are no limitations on word choice, on sentences, on descriptions, on anything artistic. It's going to stay that way. One can hope. One can hope. Yeah, I, it's also very interesting. Like, I, I'm thinking, like, back in time, if I'm Da Vinci painting for the Medici who don't like the Borgia, and I make the Borgia look bad, but now all of a sudden the Borgia are in the power, I'm the bad guy. I, the time shift, all, cha- the time shift changes the artist so much because, I, I mean, how much slanter got, like, I'm thinking of, like, 90s rap. Like, there was a lot of rappers in the late 80s, 90s that were drug dealers killers that were committing crimes would sing about it on their records but we can somehow separate that like tupac selling drugs or biggie selling drugs we can just for some reason it doesn't affect view on their artwork even though most people are against like illegal drug 
sellers. I mean, culture's changed over the past decade, but uh, it's an analogy I'm trying to make, and I don't know how that works. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know either. Uh, I guess that's the point. But I, I agree with you. I mean, those are I historical. I mean, that the whole beginning of the rap movement that's like East Coast in history West books Coast. now. Yeah, it's like in actual history books. So it's going to remain a piece of art. People are going to hear for who knows how long. But yeah, it's based in some terrible things. I mean, that's 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 the uh, the joke, right? Like listening to so and so sing about selling drugs and smacking hoes as I drive to my nine to five. Yeah, yeah. But I I, I want to add to the point of you know how the context changed in history of like DMX saying a lot of like an- anti homosexual songs. Like, X ain't give it to you. If we even squash the beef, I ain't touching your hand. But nowadays in this, in this culture, you would not be able to say that. It's so weird how much it's changed. Like, it used to be if you were gay, we looked down upon you. And now if you're gay, we, like me and Nick, just, we don't care. You're human. Uh, so I, it's, does that change the artists and artists? Like, again, going back to the Virginia Wolf, that's why I brought it up. It's just, just weird to think about. Yeah. I, and I think... So let's we we got we've talked about a lot of little mini points, but now I, I want to get back to the main question because I still don't know if we have an answer. So separating the art from the artist, can you even do that? Like we talked about using his, looking through the lens of history, you have to look at what was going on when people were writing, when when Tupac and Biggie were making their songs, or you know what was going on with Virginia Woolf's novels, even modern art. You have to look, you know, you look at who the person is. So is it possible to separate the art from the artist? I think you can. I just think. But I think you only can through ignorance. Ignorance or great fame. It's got, you can't, it's got to be, you've never heard of them or you know about them and their shit is so good you don't care. Yeah, I would agree with that statement, but I don't know if that's, I would say if you don't know and you don't know the artist, but you just and you don't care because you like their creation so much. I would say that's separating the artist from the artist. I'm not saying yeah, it's easy. I, I don't know where the lines are, but I do think you can. Like, uh, no, for, I agree. I think it's the lines are probably different for everybody. I guess this isn't this isn't an example for me personally, but this is an example I can see others making. Um, Adidas. It's a clothing company that used to make the uniforms for the Nazis, and nowadays they're celebrated by a athletes of every color people all over the world want them wear them represent them they have a dark history in their beginning but all but now that we're so far away from that time period i guess we don't care anymore or we just like their stuff so much that we just don't care anymore yeah i'll give you an example um lewis ck right he got canceled for jerking off in front of people even though like I, I don't know enough, but I do know he talked about it in some of his sketches before this. And it seemed like he, the girls were okay with it, but because it's I, from I what I, he, from, from what I remember the story is he asked, Hey, can I jerk off in front of all of you? And they thought he was joking. He started pulling out his dick and none of them left. So he did his deed. Yeah. I, I don't really know enough about it, but I mean, it's like, a lot of people, the line is, a lot of people who like Louis C.K.'s stuff are like, oh, you know, he asked, and they 
either said yes or didn't say no, so it's fine. And then the people who don't like his stuff are like, how the fuck could you watch Louis C.K.'s stuff? Well, some people think it's good enough to look past. Some people think I didn't like him anyway, so I'm going to use that as an excuse to not like him. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's both sides of the, the fence. Like, I'm thinking of, like, actors like Kevin Spacey, who did some amazing work, but he's also, like, a pedophile. So it's like, uh, I don't want to, uh, I guess every time I see his face, I just think of his actions. But then, again, Nick, we're talking about artists who speak or we physically see. We're not seeing just the artist's name. Like, um, Marsh. are you familiar with the artist Marshmallow? The guy who wears the, he's a EDM artist who wears a, he's kind of like Dead Mouse. He always wears a, 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 a helmet so you can never see his face. Yeah, I know what most of those words mean. Continue. <laughs> All right. He wears a, an artist wears a helmet so he can't see his face. If you hear, you know, you keep listening to songs, you see him in public, you never get to see his truly face. He's separated a little bit, creates that barrier. And then you hear he did X, Y, and Z. Well, you don't have a physical person to it. You just have an image to it. I imagine it's a lot easier to uh, keep liking their stuff. Like um, like ACDC. ACDC is one of my favorite bands. I think what, their bass or drummer had like a cocaine or killed someone or some, some crime. I still like their stuff because ACDC wasn't just one individual. It was a group. It was an image. It was a symbolism. So when you start adding like comedians like Louis C.K. or actors like kevin spacey where you see their face and it's more a relatable like you look them in the eyes more humane human thing rather than just a distant word on the page uh someone you heard on the radio like if you heard a song on the radio never saw the person's face and then you heard did something bad you'd be like eh, i still kind of like the song but if you start knowing that artist then it changes how you feel yeah i'd agree and I agree. And I think one thing to note is we want to know a lot about artists, right? Like, so look at um, actors who try to remain like out of the spotlight. We have people who follow them around all day just to figure out what they do in their lives, right? That's so weird to me. Professional stalkers are so weird. We just did a whole episode on the sex life of Julius Caesar. So uh, we don't have that much room to talk. Yeah, I. it's just... It's just still weird for me. I I don't think I've ever cared that much. Like even when people do it to like business owners, like I don't I don't really care what that person tweeted. If they tweeted like, "Hey, we're running out of I don't know fuel for our trucks to transport stuff," yeah, then I, I yeah. But if like they send a dumb meme, I don't care. And I think it's because what it all boils down to is if the art we'll call it the product is good enough. It transcends the culture and all that stuff. We can look past whatever they're doing, like whatever company you like the company, you can look past whatever dumb shit the CEO said because, well, I'm still going to buy their product. It's the same way we we buy a bunch of Chinese shit because, you know what, I don't want to pay, you know, we're four times more. F- you got me? I said we're disconnected, uh, like, oh. as, in, as in culture. <laughs> Fuck, I was a retard. <laughs> yeah <laughs> never never mind <laughs> so yeah i mean yeah we're disconnected but we do it because we like the product the art you know maybe we don't consider the you know dollar fifty plate the art but i feel like it's kind of the same thing and looking at you know virginia wolf a lot of the people who liked that in class were probably didn't really like the story but they liked 
the idea of like this woman doing these things at this time like it was cool and it's it's almost more of a reflection like you said earlier of the of the artist more than the art and so i think you, the you can't i i personally i think you can't separate the art from the artist because a lot of time unless you have like you said either unless you have no information about him because the artist is what makes some of the art like would if virginia wolf wrote those books in 2022 they would not be as good because there's a plethora of lgbtq plus books on the markets right now because of that's that's the uh you know that's what's in demand but you back it up and it's something we're going to read for years yes i guess the key is to stand out be a daisy in a sea of roses so to speak and that makes you stand out more just being different makes you stand out more so i mean my personal opinion after after this mike tell me what you think i think it you really can't separate the art from the artist unless like you said you know nothing about them because the artist is what makes some of the art what do you think about that no i i i agree with that i would also like to add on Sometimes the artist becomes the art due to outside forces, like whether you're getting picked up in like uh, popular media. Like I'm thinking of the movie Office Spaces with that red stapler. That red stapler didn't exist until that movie. And after that movie, so many people wanted that red stapler that they started producing that red stapler. So I, I, I think it's a very fluid, art is a very fluid world where it's, if you don't know the artist, you can, it's just the art that speaks to you. If you know the artist a little bit, you know it's more about the artist. And to know about more about the artist, sometimes it's outside forces bringing it to your attention. But I do have a question for you or kind of a statement that I want to kind of quickly talk about. Because we've talked about postmodern art. Sometimes art is not art to us. But yep. Nick, I, I have a... what like, I don't know how to describe it. Like if I had to put a definition to art, I don't think I could. But when you see art, you know it's art. And when you don't see art, you know it's just something else. And I don't know how to describe that. Wasn't that uh, someone's definition of porn? Like, I know it when I'll see it, but I can't define it. Yeah, that's... Some the Supreme Court justice, I think, said that. But yeah, I mean, I think I think that's true for like 90% of people. And by 90% of people, I mean people who aren't everyday involved in art. Like, talking about... Like, if you're just a normal person... Um, and then I think once you get into like the quote unquote art crowd, that's when you get into all the, the modern like shit that we don't understand. Understand. Well, hey, just because they are in the art world doesn't mean they know what art is. Yeah. See, a little, a little, uh, little uh, fuck with your brain a little bit could just be all a con to make a lot of money, which I'm probably betting on. Uh, but yeah, I going I'm, back. To yeah, it. I feel like art is really just a way to move money around. Or modern art is really just a way to move money around. It used to be a really big uh, uh, money laundering thing to do. Is that's why? That's why, if I remember correctly, that's why the art world everything's so expensive because it used to be a great way for uh, rich people to or or criminals to move their money around. Um, <laughs> British people or criminals? Like <laughs> those are the two groups of people who move money around through art. It's a yeah yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just think it's a hilarious, like, <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> I, do, I, I, I guess I do try. But yeah, I, I think there's a line 
but the line is faded and it's not a straight line it's a very curvy line of where art is separate from the artist and sometimes the art the line is so faded you can't tell or see the difference uh, it's and my, my line's different than your line yeah some have I, a little bend to it some a little a revolving line yeah yeah i i guess art is truly in the eye of the beholder so we have solved nothing. I think we're a little bit more well-informed, at least solidified in our decision-make that it is a case-by-case -case scenario. So one hour down, and I'm exactly where I started. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're still here, thanks for listening. And uh, let us know on Instagram or Reddit what you think about how separating the art from the artist can you, should we, where's your line? I don't know. Just let, let us know what you think. And also, uh, if you want to torture yourself and re-listen to this, you should turn into a drinking game and take a sip every time you hear the word art. Yeah, that'd uh, get you pretty fucked up. Before we get out of here, what book are you reading? I am in the middle of moving, so uh, I've just been listening to a lot of podcasts, not a lot of reading, unfortunately, which is, I miss my books. What about you, my friend? What are you reading? I am halfway through douglas fir the history of the west's most remarkable tree and it's uh it's pretty good i'd uh i'd recommend it if you are in my field uh, and love trees but it's um it's kind of i feel like sometimes they're kind of reaching just because wood products is so there's so many products that are made out of wood i mean just everything from guitars to houses and that sometimes people kind of reach and like Oh, it's so crazy. It was used for this. It's like, yeah, it's used for like a thousand different things. Some of them are going to be interesting, but it's, it's still pretty good. I just, when sometimes, I don't know, I, this is like a weird genre of books I read, just like how one thing affects history and some of the books, they don't have to stretch at all, but some books, they really make it stretch to seem like whatever they're talking about kind of was this whole pivotal thing. And I think it's, stretching a little bit but overall i'd give it like a seven out of ten pretty good is the douglas fir the pinnacle of art for you because nature does create art. well the sopranos have confirmed have compared a douglas fir to i think a sunrise and a, and a beautiful naked lady so i mean who am i to argue with tony soprano <laughs> touche my friend touche Thanks for listening to the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We rarely finish a podcast without missing a point we wanted to bring up, so let us know what we forgot. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about, let us know at Backyard Philosophy on Instagram and Backyard Philosophy Podcast on Facebook.